Good morning and welcome to Sips of Sanity. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. We are welcoming you into the month of May and we've decided, Karen, to talk about mothers this mm-hmm. month. Yeah. Um, obviously in light of Mother's Day coming up and we've got a series of shows on the different kinds of mothering. So which one would you like to start with? Hmm. Oh, I'm trying to... Um, would you want to start with mothers who mother human children? Yeah. Just in like the most obvious sense of the word. Can we do medium with that too? We can do anything. We're just talking about the the different kinds of lessons that we get from mothers mm-hmm. as humans. I've had quite a week with medium with different moms coming through to talk to their adult children. Mm-hmm. And b- both ends of the spectrum, Kelly, where some of the moms, when they had been on earth, referred to their children as their soulmates. Even though they loved their spouses, they felt that their children had been their true soulmates. Mm-hmm. And that uh, they came through to thank them and to acknowledge that, that that relationship between the two of them was at that level. And I think what I mean by soulmate in understanding it from a spirit who's crossed over is that it's just a different type of connection, a different type of understanding each other and a different way of connecting than they felt with a married partner. And so obviously that includes that it's not a sexual relationship, mm-hmm. but that there's, there's something very different there. And I think for people who have had that, they get that. And if you don't get it, but you've known or seen it, in a friend and her mom or a friend and his mom or you've seen the two of us you and I yeah people understand that mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that always that those parents end up divorcing their partners because their child was their soulmate it doesn't right. mean that it can be that the marriage was an unhealthy thing it's just an, an acknowledgement of that that uh, special connectivity Mm-hmm. that two people feel where they just really get each other where the intuitiveness even is easy to get where they know what each other feels they know what each other thinks mm-hmm. and it really is it's something that hits on that intuitive level level it isn't just we both like bingo oh my god <laughs> or we both liked the same food or we both liked picking on dad or um like that they teamed up against other people. I don't mean that. I mean that that connectivity was that they they knew what each other was thinking without having to say it out loud. And it didn't have to be discussed. It was there. So it goes into those levels of that spiritual side mm-hmm. or intuitive side. And then there, were, there was um, a mom this week in particular, that came through to talk to her adult daughter, who'd be, I'd say, close to maybe 55. She had beaten her daughter. She she had beaten her daughter, not the other siblings. She picked on one child and beat her physically. And she came through to acknowledge, first of all, what she had done to her, because she wouldn't admit it to anybody else. So when this woman grew up and got married, the mom who's passed over would never admit or speak of or talk to the fact that she had actually physically beaten her child. Please tell me we're going somewhere good with this. She came through to, first of all, to acknowledge it. 
because she had never done it on earth to either her daughter or her Mm son-in-law. She didn't want her grandchildren to know that about her. But that she came through, first of all, for her daughter to acknowledge. Then she came through to say that she was sorry. And that since she had crossed over, she had come to understand not only that she had done that, let's face it, she always knew she had, but the importance of healing, the importance of an acknowledgement, and an, of an apology. And that even as she's crossed over, that she can come through a medium to apologize to her daughter to help her heal. Mm. So two of the things that I got out of that, those two stories, were, were two roles and two things that moms can can do. Yeah is to acknowledge, to apologize. Oh, here's your third. And to help us grow our own intuitiveness. So those were three three mm-hmm. things that I got this past week in can mom we, stories. Can we just go back and spend a little bit more time on apology? Yeah. I, we, I know we've talked about this before. It's been a topic yeah. of discussion. Um, but we're talking specifically about moms this month. Mm-hmm. And I want to elaborate on what an apology does for people. Oh, sure. Both of us. And I'm not just saying me. Because this is something that you've taught me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've consistently noticed just as a human being that when there are individuals who cannot apologize mm-hmm. properly, because mm-hmm. uh, there is, I'll say an equation, um, typically their parents are not apologetic people. Mm-hmm. They they have learned not to apologize or that they don't have to apologize for their behavior. Yes. And so this is what you're talking about when yeah. you're referring to what mothers can teach us. Yes. And that the acknowledgement, which is an observation of facts. Yes. Right? Because <laughs> that's separate from an apology. But, that's right. But a necessary part of an apology. Oh, I like that because that's what that mom did. She gave the facts of what she did to her daughter. Then recognizing the effect, making an apology for it, which triggers the healing process. And when you said recognizing the effect, the mom came through to say what it had done to her daughter. Mm -hmm. So in that treatment, those steps are covered. It isn't just a, I'm sorry. And anybody, anybody, any medium could have said that. Right. It has to go through a process. So an apology is a process. And if it's done, as you said, as you beautifully wanted to point out, you can't skip steps. You can't, the person cannot take it back or uh, interrupt or try to justify. This mom did none of those. When her daughter came back and said, she did this to me, the mom said, yes, and I did this too. Hmm. She, that's why I said it's an acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And it's a true apology. So many humans do not know, like you said, the fundamental aspects and qualities of an apology. So this mom, that's one of the things when you said, let's do um, uh, Mother's Day or, you know, Mom's Month for May. I thought, well, there are wonderful things moms can teach as, as mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a value there because it is your mother. It is different than hearing an apology from a teacher or an apology from a friend or a neighbor. It is very different when it's your mother. Well, and it goes back to fundamental psychology, right? Your mother is the first place you learn love or your parent, the parental figure, however you want to politically correctly say that. Um, Whether it's same sex, right? You're a daughter looking at the mother because it's a mirror of what you are going to be. 
versus a son who potentially, I'll say in an assumption if you're straight, will be looking for those qualities later in a partner. And he could be even if he's if he's homosexual, Kelly, because he may still look for those very qualities in his male partner. Yeah. And as a, as would a daughter. Right. Yeah, I love that. I loved all like those different things that I saw this week and what moms did. Like I said about even how you have that connectivity, how you still want that with your partner too, how you want that with your children, how we want connectivity. And our, our parents teach us that we deserve it. Yes or, or that not. We don't. Right. <laughs> right. And in the and, and in the aspect of the first mom who said her child was her soulmate, that person feels that they deserve love. Right. And in the second aspect of where the mom beat her child, that child struggled with deserving things in life. And how important those mom roles are those two moms are. So I grabbed two opposites in just different aspects. So that if anybody is listening, maybe you have one or the other, or maybe you have neither. Maybe you have neither of those, but you still can learn something about um, how you might be able to place that's not my biological mom, that's my stepmom, that's my girlfriend, that's a different kind of mom role in my life. My husband does that for me. So-and-so does that for me. Because there's there's still qualities and intuitiveness is one of our own qualities we all all have. Mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm trying to think of books as you're talking oh. that that can be referenced in, okay. in both of the types of situations that mm. you've kind of illustrated. And I think mm. about the um, the love languages mm-hmm. because I think our again parental figures are where we first learn what we value in how we observe and feel love. Mm-hmm. So if we gravitate more towards touch, if we gravitate more towards acts of service, there are different types of love languages that end up kind of having a different hierarchy in our lives. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe they change at different times. Maybe they don't. Um, but that's a really great way to kind of observe how you're comfortable or how you're excited to give and receive love. And then I think about the book Mothers Who Cannot Love. And Dr. Susan Forward. Yeah. Toxic parents, toxic in-laws, Dr. Susan Forward. Yeah. I'm just thinking for people who are trying to identify where where their lives have been, where they're feeling they're stuck now, or just even how to to move forward with or without the mother figure, uh, because we can be on two very different pages and want to heal without having had the apology. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. You want to end it there? Yeah. Okay. I'm so excited for tomorrow morning for another kind of mom. All right. Um, Thank you for listening. If you have questions or comments about today's podcast or you have ideas for your own uh, topic for another show, you can email us at info at com, and we will talk to you on Tuesday.